Today's podcast is going to be the beginning of Series 2. In this series, Bird, the Birdcast team are going to include visits to other aviaries, so we hope listeners find this interesting. The first podcast in Series 2 is recorded at a very unique aviary in the great southern region of Western Australia. This aviary podcast is actually at two big aviaries, one being 36 metres long, by 36 metres wide and 6 metres high, the other being somewhat smaller, only 16 metres long. But they are both housed the same bird, the Australian Mellifat. For the listeners that are not aware of this bird, it is indeed a very special bird, not only because of its unique behaviour, but also because it's just so tough. The Melly, which is a type of Australian wilderness, is extremely harsh, arid, and extremely hot in summer. There is very little groundwater, so apart from the fact that it's the Melly is tough living, add on the huge challenges associated with European settlement, the land changes that came with farming, things like tree clearing, poisons, feral animal introductions. Still, the Mellifar has survived. Sadly, however, it is listed as vulnerable and endangered. Apart from this bird's incredible toughness, the other things that make it so unique are its nesting behaviours. The mellifowl belong to a small group of birds that do not sit on their eggs to incubate them. Instead, the mellifowl builds a fermentation chamber that incubates the eggs for them, a bit like a crocodile. The thing that sets the mellifowl nesting behaviours apart from the other birds are its nest, called a mount. The mounds are built in a dry area that has little moisture and is subject to serious heat. Because of their living conditions, this bird has a whole pattern of behaviours to create a nest that does the job. The aviaries we are visiting today house and captive breed the mellifowl. These two aviaries were custom built for the mellifowl and enclosure natural bush habitat. The plants in the aviaries are native plants. They have not been planted by humans. These aviaries were built in 2014, funded by various grants, government funding, private and company donations. Suggestions for the aviaries was born from the local communities, hoping that they could save the Mellifowl. It is a starting point that makes these two aviaries different from any other Mellifowl facility in Australia. Everyone, welcome to Birdman Dad, the only podcast film inside a live Avery. Today we're at a bit of a different Avery. If you want to say hi, Birdman Dad. Hi, everyone. How are you going? So we are here at Ongarup. So uh, this is the home of the Mellifowl Mellifowl Centre. Yes. Okay, um, so there's a massive enclosures here that they keep the native Mellifowl in. Awesome little birds. They're very, very protected here in Western Australia. Certain places you'll find them when you're out in the wild. Uh, Birdman Dad's been lucky enough to come across them in the wild, but we thought today we're down the southwest, so we'd call in and have a look and see what we've got. All right. I hope you guys are interested in the minifowl because they actually have four of them here, um, I do believe, which is quite insane because the mellifowl are extremely rare and you don't get many of them. So if you want to add anything, Birdman Dad? Yeah, so we've got some beautiful mallee fowl in here. 
Um, beautiful big enclosure here that they keep them in because they're protected here in Western Australia. Um, don't see them often out in the wild. Uh, they construct this massive big mound, actually lay their eggs in the mound. Um, they're very, very unique to Western Australia. So we're just going through having a bit of a look. We've been lucky enough to see a couple. So yeah, we'll keep going. As well as the aviaries here, there is a lot of information displayed about the melonfowl and their life forms. From what you have seen and read at the centre, Birdland Dad, what can you tell us about the melonfowl mounds and their mound building? Well, yeah, uh, by the looks of things, um, it obviously takes a long time for them to build this mound. Um, the ones that we've seen can be up to three meters wide and um, up to a meter high um, and you know one of the remarkable things is and I didn't know this either it's mainly built by the male mallyfowl um, sometimes the females will help build the mound but basically all the works done by the male um, what they do is they gather twigs, leaves, um, and dirt, um, and they start constructing this mound. But they also seem to dig a hole to start with. So they'll dig a hole, and then they'll fill it up with leaves, dirt, um, and twigs and things like that, which is really cool. Yeah, so... And what the aim is uh, when they make the mound, um, the idea is to keep the inside of this mound around 32 degrees. Uh, so, like I said, they dig the big hole, um, they wait for the rains, the rains come, um, and in the meantime, they've obviously filled the hole with the, with the twigs and the leaves, they wait for the rain, and then it starts to decompose the leaves to make it hot, um, which is, um, yeah, really, really um, amazing. Um, they'll uh, actually then cover the top of the mound with the sand, um, and then they can regulate uh, the heat that way. Um, in a day, the male mallyfowl can pull up to 50 buckets of sand on and off the mound. So um, that's really unbelievable. Wow, that is very interesting. The Melly Fowl's eggs are also amazing. Do you have anything else to add about the eggs, Birdman Dad? Yeah, okay, so when the female lays the eggs, and do you know she can lay up to 30 to 40 eggs into the mound, okay? so she. They dig the hole, they lay the eggs, she lays the eggs, um, and then they obviously, they cover them over. Um, and then the heat within the mound actually incubates the eggs. And another amazing thing the male bird does regularly, he checks the temperature with his beak. Um, and that way he can move soil, introduce soil, um, yeah, which is... Yeah, pretty amazing, really. I, I didn't, I did certainly didn't know that sort of thing. Um, the the egg would be probably I don't know three times the size of a, a normal chicken. Um, so it's quite a big egg, and uh, 
can take a three to four days to, to lay each egg. Um, so it obviously it's a drawn out process and it does it does take a while. Um, and then you can imagine all the eggs would be hatching at a different time. So yeah, there you go. Wow, that is extremely interesting. Do you know anything about the mellifow chicks? Um, well, only what the centre's sort of what we've learnt since we've come here, and it, it's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, once they um, start to hatch within the mound, they've got to get out of the mound. It can take up to 15 hours for these little mellifow chicks to get their way out. Um, and you know what, as soon as they come out, they basically have to look after themselves. Um, so once they've dug out, um, they'll, they dry out, so they need to dry out. And within 24 hours of them coming out, they can actually fly. Um, so, but it does take them a good couple days to be able to work out where they are, find food. So in that time, um, when they hatch, they've still got the like the yolk in their belly, um, but they would need to start to find food and water within two days. Um, if they can find it within a couple of hours, well, that's great. But unfortunately, a lot of the chicks um, died of starvation or predators, which is a pretty sad way to go when you've fought so hard to dig yourself out of the house. Wow, it sounds like the Mellifowl have an extremely tough life and a lot of challenges to overcome. If you want to find us, remember to check out our Instagram, birdman underscore dad, or you can email us at goosemankai8 at gmail.com. We also have a YouTube channel called Birdman Dad. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the episode today. And we hope to be back soon. Bye.